Hello and welcome. I guess that's my catchphrase. I seem to do it every time. It took me 30 some episodes to realize it. We're here again with another episode of Monsters, Myths, and <laughs> the Mayhem. Whatever this podcast is called. Silver here as usual, along with our wonderful host. Chaotic. I was yawning. That's my bad. I timed it just in time then. Oh my gosh. This week's creature is a creature from the medieval period and also has many adaptations into different stories and actually other creatures as well. Would you like to try and pronounce his name, Chaotic? Didn't you figure out how to pronounce it? Why are you going to do that to me? I did. Me and uh, Loki figured it out. That's right. Yeah, so you pronounce it and I'll pronounce it every time after that. I'll let you try first just to have some fun. Send it. I think it's on on stream. Whoa. I thought it... it just. Just you, you robot it out there for a second. Hello. You're just like hey, dee, da, dee. <laughs> <laughs> when I first tried to pronounce this on stream, I think I pronounced it Aspidoshalon. I think is what I tried the first time to do. And that's what it looks like to me because I would pronounce that as Aspidoshalon. And I know that's not it, but that's what I would pronounce upon first days. Well, with some help from Loki. I have figured out that it is pronounced Aspi do Lone. Aspi do Lone. Thought it was Lone. Yes, Aspi Aspi do Lone. Aspi do Lone. Yes. If I'm Got pronouncing it. it how she personified it out through text. Aspi do Lone. K. It's not a uh, very common creature, a well-versed creature, but. Aspidocalone is a fabled sea creature. It is sometimes described as a whale, a turtle, some sort of fish. It has large spines on its back. It's got land on its back. It's got mountains and trees, and around the edges there's some beaches. It's like a land turtle, sea turtle, sea fish, whale. It's any type of sea monster or sea serpent that has a island on its back. Ah. You had that thinking face. No, I'm just, um, so correct me if I'm wrong. The, it sounds a lot to me like in Pikachu, Detective Pikachu, when those huge land turtles stand up. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah, they got like all the islands on their back and stuff. That's what it sounds like to me. That's actually what the Pokemon is, uh made up after is the island turtle which is Torterra which is the Pokemon you're talking about in Detective Pikachu Torterra mm -hmm. is a tortoise like Pokemon the starter he gains trees and foliage that Pokemon can live on yeah cause they're huge when they get up they like move the entire area that they're in um, yeah. so yeah I just that's immediately what I went to this one just kind of likes to float around and be peaceful and uh Sometimes they got there in monsters terms because sailors would find it, find the islands. They would set sail. They would anchor down, get over, over to the islands. They'd stake up their tents, be happy, have a party sometimes. Then they'd start a fire. As soon as they started their campfire, the Aspidocolone would feel the heat from it. You know, 
What do you do when you're on fire in the middle of an ocean? Right. You sink. The Aspidocolone would submerge itself below the water, bringing everybody that was on land down below the surface of the water. Some were lucky to get to the ships. Some ships sank below it. So that, uh... But it was just trying to extinguish its own fire. But it's big enough to be considered an island. Because it gets mistaken for him. I can't assume why. It also likes to eat fish. Its main source of food is fish. It has this special scent that it uh, sends out. And it lures fish to it. Because it can't be bothered to chase things. Islands don't move. Well, this one does, but... Yeah, but... The Aspidocolone was first kind of heard of in a bestiary called the Physiologus, Physiologus, which is a medieval bestiary. And it it in that bestiary, it said the Aspidocolone represents Satan. That took a huge <laughs> 180. Who deceives those who seek to devour. Uh, who deceives those whom he seeks to devour is what he is described as in there. Wow. Sometimes it makes me wonder with these myths and stuff. Like, obviously everybody can take to their own interpretation for things. But, like, how does one group go from this is Satan to another group go to this is peace? Like, I just, I just want to know. I just have questions. Some of the contents of this bestiary they got owls eagles donkeys vipers ants you know the normal things you'd have in a bestiary but then they also got the phoenix they got aspidocolone they got a fig tree what's the fig tree doing just producing is figs is it alive oh they so the bestiary <laughs> is not it's not beastly in this one it's got Adamant stone, oysters, pearls, Amos the prophet. Alrighty then. And I got the little excerpt from the Physiologus. There is a monster in the sea which in Greek is called Aspilocone. It is a great whale that has what appears to be beaches on its hide, like those from sea the seashore. This creature raises its back above the waves of the sea that sailors believe it that it's just an island. So that when they see it, it appears to them to be a sandy beach, such as a common along the seashores. Leaving it to be an island, they beach their ship alongside it. And disembarking, they plant stakes and tie up the ships. Then in order to cook a meal after this work, they make fires on the sand, as if on land. But then the monster feels the heat, of these fires, it immediately submerges into the water and pulls the ships into the depths of the sea. Such is the fate of those who pay no heed to the devil and his wiles, and place their hopes in him, tied to him by their works, they sum are submerged into the burning fires of Gih Gihana, for such is his guile. I have no words, Silver, I... That story took a hard left. It... <laughs> I don't even know if a hard left is a, like, this is wrong turn number 10, remastered, thrown into a fire pit, brought out, and you tried to play it while the VHS was melted. Like, it's, wow. Wow. 
Like I was bobbing my head. I was listening along. And then it was like, <laughs> crash. So, yeah, that was the little excerpt from the physiologus. Uh, also, from when they recovered the physiologus, the book already suffered from mutilation. It has looked like someone used it as a cutting board. There's beer stains on it. And it's possible that somebody changed some words throughout the centuries. No. Yeah, there wasn't much on this creature. On it itself, but there is... It kind of, I think it's kind of the base for all the other island turtles or land turtles. Or island fish. Because this one was pretty early in history. The Physiologus was actually made in... Uh, 97 or 96 and 97b they date it back to there's some of the folklore from the Inuits of Greenland called the Imap Umamus Imap Umasaurus another giant sea monster often mistaken for a vast flat island it emerged from its water it would tip sailors into the freezing water causing their deaths Whenever the water seemed shallow, the sailors would tread carefully for fear of being over the dreadful creature, like it was kind of hiding near the surface. So the Aspidokilon could be known as the Imap Umasasaurus. It could also be known as Jaconus. Jaconus is kind of a little different because it's from the legend of St. Brendan. Brendan. The legend of St. Brendan. Because of its size, Brendan and his fellow voyagers mistake the island for land when they make camp. When they're they try to celebrate Easter on this island, this creature's back, and it awakens when they light their campfires. They all race to the ship and make it on there. Then Brendan explains that the island is actually a creature who is laboring unsuccessfully to put its tail in its mouth. So it's like just doing circles. Oh. In the Middle East, it says that it's also known as Zaraton. And in Chile, it is named Cuero. Cuero. C-U-E-R-O. It is very vast and flat. Almost looks like it's super stretched out animal. That devours every living thing that it comes in contact with. It also lures sailors to its death. So it's the only one that seems kind of actively violent. But that's kind of all the info I could actually find about this creature. Should we do some modern stuff? Yeah. On to the modern era. So the one I know most about is the one from Detective Pikachu. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've not seen the newest Fantastic Beasts, but it sounds very Fantastic Beasty. I don't think there is one in there, but it'd be neat. It's in a lot of stuff, actually, because the image of just an island that moves comes about a lot. Like you said, Torterra in Pokemon. It's in Digimon. There's a couple different Digimon. Uh, there's a two-headed turtle Digimon Sovereign with a tree on its back called Ibanwoodmon. I'm pronouncing that wrong, but Eldradimon. who has a city on its back. King Waymon, who bears the island zone on his back, on top of his head. Uh, there's Island Turtle in the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Uh, in Naruto, one makes an appearance there. Avatar the Last Airbender. 
and The Legend of Korra both have island turtles in them. One Piece, uh, the film, the giant mechanical soldier of Kakuri Castle. This mechanical island is a type of island turtle that awakens every thousands of years to lay its eggs. And many more types of media usually bring them about. I need to go and look back on some of these things because I mean the creature itself sounds really neat and I loved the ones in Detective Pikachu so I'm gonna have to go back and like really look at some of these pop culture references to it we can make our own modern media with this podcast in the mayhem that Kilone uh, could cause today I think it'd be Tarask level pretty close <laughs> I agree. Um, if it if it was bad, like some of the bestiaries were explaining, or like if it was like hungry and like wanted to take over the world, or like see human humanity end, it could definitely be dangerous, like Tarrasque. Yeah, because it's the size of an island, which is about what the Tarrasque is, but it only dwells in the water, which no one, which we need for travel, kind of. We got planes and stuff. I mean, but. even if you didn't, yeah, I was gonna say, even if you didn't need it for travel and you just flew over it, I'm assuming this thing could just stand up and. Probably. I imagine be able to eat exactly. most size ships. Maybe most size airplanes if they fly low enough. We'd have to make some nice ass airplanes that can be high enough that it can not touch it. Most of them, they're kind of peaceful, besides the one over in Chile. Which, who knows what they're angering over there. Sorry, Chile, but. Y'all be waking up a bunch of shit we don't need. <laughs> imagine there couldn't be very many of them in the ocean. If they tra depending if they don't travel very far, then. I uh, wonder how they would reproduce. This is technically still a beast. Would it be asexual, like the lizards? Or would you find two islands just going at it? I don't like the thought of that. I don't like the thought of that. So asexual. Okay. And how does it keep all of its land and stuff on its back and the beaches and stuff when it goes under? I think it only goes far enough under that the stuff sits on top. I don't think it submerges, yeah? It does submerge to try and sink the ships and stuff when you catch it on fire. Oh, well, yeah, says. they're catching it on fire. I'd imagine it'd stay on the shell, though, like, for the most part. Some of the beach might wash away and stuff, like, natural, like, when you have a, a natural disaster that involves water and stuff, you know, the sand kind of goes everywhere or whatever. I feel like there'd be some of that stuff. It'd be natural disastrous, but I feel like it would stay on its back for the most part because it's, like, grown into it. It just looks like sand. It's a, someone super glued it down like a craft project. That was a terrible comparison, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think sailors nowadays would be able to lose track of them either. Because, hey, Google Maps. Not sponsored by Google, but this island wasn't there two seconds ago. Not like the Middle Evil Ages where you're just surprised by every single island that pops up. I don't really think there'd be a way to kill a living island creature. Maybe with fire, if you can, if you can get hauled up on the land. Because if it's like a whale, whale oil burns really well. Which is bad. Don't do whaling. No, don't do that. Save the unicorn whales. Also, shark finning. If you're out there and you're listening to our podcast and you do that, I'll fight you physically. Yes. Don't do that either. Yeah, that's kind of the mayhem. Yeah. Living island. The earth is going to be uh, very mayhemy if it's lost track of. Yeah, and for it, sure. If you're catching fires on it. There's a couple announcements with the month of October coming up it being spooky season we are thinking about planning on working on some special episodes for the month of October yes very exciting so I hope you guys get are excited for them 
there be a little bit different but also leave some fun halloween spooky season related episodes can't say much more because haven't had anything officialized yet uh chaotic any announcements i don't have any announcements for our podcast but um on the like the 28th to the 29th i'm doing my 24 hour stream okay i wish you luck because i don't think i could do that i don't know that i'm gonna be able to do it so 24 hours is a long time to be streaming y'all are gonna show up and i'm gonna be in my chair like sleeping keep a taser hidden under your chair so when you uh, start to feel like you're sleeping you can just lift up on your chair and uh, you'll shrink down into the taser i would uh cry wake up yeah you'd wake up but i'd cry all the announcements let us move on to the shout outs for our patrons. I'm trying to work on Patreon also a little bit more. So you guys might be seeing more stuff there as well. Mm -hmm. I haven't really decided on what stuff to add extra wise. You can see most of the stuff in the Discord. Try to find some exclusive stuff that I haven't decided on yet. Our three patrons so far are still... Mondi, Ruby, Thor, and that's all of you. It's the three so far. All amazing supporters, though. Two to three have actually been guests on the show. Uh, we are also working on possibly getting some new merch designed, so be on the lookout for that. If you like some of our special stuff for October, maybe we can do something for that for Patreon, or maybe do it every October. We'll see our plans come up. We're also on Amazon Music now, too. In case anybody's wondering or likes Amazon Music. Very fancy. Also, it'd be handy if you guys leave a review, rating, a follow, subscribe, all the above on whatever your podcast hosting site does. Yes. Drop a follow over on Chaotix channel. Don't do that. It's catch illegal. Up her, catch her uh, sleeping on a 24-hour stream. For sure. Check out our Discord and everything in the links below. With that, Chaotic. Oh, hang on. Join us again next Monday on Monsters, Mist, and Mayhem, found on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and more. Silver and Chaotic talk about how Monsters and Mist came to be and how they would be received in modern-day society. Follow, like, and subscribe to support. Also find the podcast on Twitter and Discord with the links below to keep up to date with the newest merchant activity. Besides, who knows what mayhem we will get into next.